Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We confess that we don't have all the answers, but as a community, we seek to find and follow Jesus and to discover daily the life he has always wanted for us. We hope this message will be encouraging and will inspire you to take the next steps on your spiritual journey. If we can help you in any way, please connect with us. The easiest way is through our website at ericksoncovenant.ca. Let's get started. Christmas is coming. Well, actually, more to the point, Jesus the Christ came, and Jesus the Christ is coming, is the kind of news that can sweep through us like a fresh wind or like a fresh fire, really reinvigorating our bones and revitalizing our minds and even renewing our hope. How can this old news become fresh news? It may not feel overly fresh today. You may not feel overly fresh today. My hope is that this season of Advent could be a refreshing of Christmas for us. As you remember what Christmas is and why Christmas matters and how that first Christmas really did change everything. So to do that this morning, we're going to begin by looking at four news-breaking stories, how the Christmas news was fresh first, and how I hope it can be fresh now. We're going to do that by looking at four times when angels showed up with the breaking news of Christmas, that God was up to something new. But before we do that, let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is fresh news, and yet we confess that it can feel ho-hum. Christmas can feel a lot of things to us. It can feel stressful. It can feel overwhelming. It can raise a lot of uh, past hurt. Uh, There's just a lot about Christmas. But this morning, here on the first Sunday of Advent, I pray, Lord Jesus, that this would become fresh news for us. It would touch us, renew us, revitalize us, reinvigorate us by this awesome news of your coming. So help us now to be attentive to your story, to these news-breaking announcements, and may it refresh us even now. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, let's take a look at the fresh news that first came to Zechariah and Elizabeth. This is found in the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Zechariah is an elderly priest and his wife, Elizabeth, and they were never able to have kids, and it was a source of longing and sorrow for them, but they were now way too old for even that surprise pregnancy that we all hear about. Zechariah, he's in Jerusalem serving in the temple when an angel shows up with some very fresh news for he and his wife. Luke chapter 1, verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you're to call him John. He'll be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, never to take wine or fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now that is some fresh news. God is up to something new, and Zechariah is in the front row, astonishingly. 
And yes, uh, it's, this first angelic birth announcement isn't directly, I mean, it's, it's about Jesus, but it's really about John. But don't miss the Christmas connection, of course. Zechariah and Elizabeth's late-in-life son, John, has this God-ordained role to play in the Christmas drama. He's going to be the one who prepares the way for the Christ, making Jesus known. I was thinking, maybe that's something Christmas pageants should start doing. You know, before all the shepherds with, dressed in the little costumes come in, they should have this kind of hairy dude walk in first, shouting that the pageant's about to begin. We'll see if that'll pick up and take on. Oh, we'll see. Anyway, this is fresh news for Zechariah, fresh news for Elizabeth. Their long-forgotten prayers have not only been answered, but wow, they've been exceeded in their twilight years. This fresh news revolutionized Zechariah and Elizabeth's retirement. No longer are they fading into obscurity, you know? No longer are they wondering if they've been heard. No longer will they be bored in their last years. Because this fresh news has called them into a new life with a profound purpose, with a deep sense that their lives have been drawn into the great salvation plan of God and their kid is central to it. But this angel, he's making the rounds. The fresh news of John's coming is the necessary setup. He's got other places to be. And now he drops the big news on Mary. We're still in Luke chapter 1, just a little further on. Young Mary, she's filled with eager expectation for her soon-to-be-married life with Joseph. All the dreams, all the thoughts. What's it going to be like? You know, beautiful. I'm sure she had ideas. But I don't think she was quite anticipating what exactly it was going to be like. Gabriel shows up, now in, Jerusalem, uh, now in Nazareth, sorry, and announces this to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. There is nothing really you can do to prepare for that kind of news, can you? When she woke up that morning, she was not expecting that announcement. To know you're the recipient of divine favor is one thing. Hey, that's like, yes! But then to realize that means you're also the recipient of divine pregnancy would be terrifying. Exhilarating, mind-blowing, beautiful, honoring, all mixed up. This surprising and unexpected news doesn't even quite cover what she must have been feeling. God is definitely up to something new. This is fresh news. And here in the beginning moments of her life, at the opposite end of life as Zechariah and Elizabeth, at the beginning moments of her life, this fresh news reorients Mary's entire destiny. She'll never be the same. Her motherhood, every motherhood, has been called into the grand narrative of God's plan. But her motherhood in particular was called to serve in this grandest of narratives that God is coming to his people. Her very body would be the gateway for the greatest person of all time. Her very destiny reoriented because God was going to come in her and through her to the world. Fresh news indeed. But there was someone else who needed to receive some fresh news. What about her fiancé? It was a few months later, apparently, Joseph had gotten wind that his bride-to-be was also a mother-to-be. Which wasn't good because 
he hadn't slept with her yet. And so, since he wasn't the dad, the Gospel of Matthew tells us, Joseph, who was a kind and good man, decided he wasn't going to publicly shame Mary, but he certainly wasn't following through with the betrothal. So he was going to cut her loose. While he's mulling on all that, probably feeling a bit sick about it, when he also gets an angel visit, this time in a dream. We're in Matthew, that's the first gospel in the New Testament, chapter 1 again, verse 20. After he'd considered this, and particularly it's the breaking off of the betrothal and uh, not marrying Mary. After he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her... It's from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that is fresh news. Talk about God up to something new, new. God come in the flesh uniquely The only thing that's ever happened like that in all of history ever, no other religion or philosophy will even attest to it, this unique event of God, the creator of the world, becoming one of his creation in a unique and uh, unparalleled way. This is news. And Joseph now has a choice of whether he, or really how, he's going to respond to it. We know he responds well. I find it interesting that the fresh news of Christmas comes to Joseph when he's in the midst of, you could say, a bit of a gut punch. Don't you think? When he considered all this. It's a nice way of saying, you know, he wrestled with it. He moaned about it. He wondered, what am I going to do? What happened here? I thought, I didn't think that of her. You know, all the things. He's wrestling through his own feelings, perhaps of betrayal or anger, but also his own honor and faithfulness to the law, his hopes, his plans, whatever he'd been doing to prepare Uh, to bring Mary home. Maybe he'd been building a house for them or working harder to make extra money. And now she's pregnant? He's in the middle of a gut punch. He's in the middle of a relationally confusing time. And right in the middle of this relational crisis, right in the middle of him wondering what is going to happen, this fresh news of Christmas redirects his life, his plans, his understanding. When Joseph had thought his future had been upended by this news of her pregnancy, God said, oh, we haven't even got started yet. The fresh news upended him yet again. This fresh news took the faithfulness of Joseph to a whole other level where he would have to dig deep to provide the kind of protection and care not only for Mary but for her coming son. His whole life had been redirected. Well, these first... Uh, three fresh news announcements were all given months in advance, kind of like early warning because, hey, you know, parents do need to know um, what's happening here. But there's one more angelic news story, and it's given right as it was happening, and of course it's the one featured in every Christmas pageant with shepherds because there's fresh news for them too. So we swing back to the Gospel of Luke now, chapter 2. This is the one that's often read, uh, closer to, and I'm sure we'll read it again. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. 
today, this day, talk about fresh news, hey? They are getting the freshest of news. But now it's being given to complete outsiders. Those first three announcements were total insiders, right? These are the people who are actually, you know, having the kids. Talk about an insider. But this final fresh news comes not to the insider, but to the people on the fringe. People out of sight. People quite literally in the dark. Forgotten. Isolated. Some would even suggest socially a bit of an outcast group. They're minding their own business and then their minds get blown by God's business. Happening right now. God is up to something new right now. You can go and see it right now. The promised Savior has come. The long dark night is over. The restoration of the world has begun. And the darkest hours of the night, this fresh news sets their wildest hopes on fire. You can't get fresher than that, hey? Well, when we take in these four announcements, here's the Advent question. How can this fresh news of Jesus coming be fresh news for us now? Fresh news for you now. Some of you are feeling pretty old. I didn't say you looked old. I said you're feeling old. Some of you feel like you're in that time of life when you're feeling like the best years are behind you. Life is fading. You're just plain tired. Retired, for sure, but tired. You feel like maybe God's done with you. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like Zechariah and Elizabeth. You think, you know, I prayed for God to do something. I prayed for God to use me. I've, I, prayed, I prayed for these things. And, and, you know, it just seems like it just wasn't to be. And now, between now and the time I breathe my last breath, it's just kind of going to be ho-hum to the end. And I'd like to suggest that while you may not want an unwanted pregnancy in your 70s, <clears throat> although do let us know. Because that would be a lot of fun. Anyway, um, God still wants to bring his good news through you. There's still something fresh he wants to do in your life. God is doing something new in you and through you. And the call of Advent is that we would be open to it. If I can be a little pushy. I see too many people accepting a life that is fading and leaving way too many people who need your guidance, your presence, your love, your insight, way, leaving way too many of them floundering out there with nobody. And if I could sit a bunch of retired people, old people, faded people, tired people down and talk to them, but I can't, so I'll just talk to you. I would say, God wants to give you a fresh vision that would fill you with such focus and purpose and excitement that would carry you right to the day you do breathe your last. So that when you're breathing your last, you go, wow, the last few years were awesome. In fact, they were some of the best years God ever gave me because through me, he was still birthing new things. Way too many elderly people accept their, their, as though they've been consigned off to the edge. Don't accept it. There is new things that God wants to do through you. And if I could recommend a book to you, and, and uh, 
uh, it's called Finishing Our Course with Joy by J.I. Packer. It is a little book you can read in like an hour or two, but it's short. But it is a, provides a wonderful vision from a godly elderly man who's now gone, calling those of us who are in that last stage of life to actually take seriously the call of God on your life, to be bearers of fresh news, to be people of the gospel, to be people committed to Jesus and his church, and not accept these false cultural substitutes that everyone should be patting you on the back and life should be comfortable but rather a call to finish the course with joy, with the gospel, leaning into the work that God is doing now until you do breathe your last and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Why not die well? Finish on our course with joy, J.I. Packer. I encourage you to read it. That's for you old retired folks who are listening online. (laughs) What about the young, though? What about the inexperienced? What about those who haven't lived life much, who, who are kind of anticipating what life's going to be? But let's be honest, they're clueless. They don't know. They don't know what's going to happen. Their eyes and maybe minds are filled with dreams and ideas. But let's be honest, they don't know. They don't know what's coming. Now, it might not be as drastic as what happened to Mary. But what God wants to do in their lives is profound. Because he actually wants to come and live inside them and through them impact the world. And those of us who are here, who are online, those of you who are young, oh, most of you here, those of you who are young, who are unsure, who look ahead and go, I've got a huge life ahead of me. We can look at Mary and think, what would it be like to anticipate that God wants to do something fresh through me in a unique way that will impact the world around me. Ways that I can't even, I can't even begin to understand, but if I could be submitted, if I could open myself up to what God wants to do, if I could receive this fresh news that God has come in the flesh and now by his Holy Spirit wants to live in me so that my life is directed by that, so that my destiny is aimed at that, so that I realize that maybe I'm only 20 years old, but living to be 80 is going to come real quick. Can I get an amen from somebody else in the room? Really quick. To know that it is a short life. Let's make it count. To know that this fresh news can actually transform the very trajectory of your life so that you can wake up in the morning and maybe you don't know exactly what's next. But God wants to draw you into his dramatic story of changing the world, of bringing his freedom and life to people. And don't you want to get in on that fresh news? Don't you want to be a conveyor of that fresh news? To look forward to a life filled with purpose, filled with joy. That, well, there's nothing better. So we got the old and the young. What about people more in the middle. What about people like a Joseph, who's probably a bit older, who find themselves in the messy middle of life, where things can get a bit confusing? When you're getting mixed messages, like, I thought she loved me, but, but clearly. Where there's things going on. Where you've made plans, but they seem now to be faltering. 
Let's expand that a little, little bit beyond Joseph and just acknowledge that many of us can be in the middle of life where we're in the, the craziness of raising kids or we're, we're trying to navigate uh, what's going on in our adult children's lives or, or maybe we don't have kids and we're, we're wondering here in the middle, what's it supposed to be all about? Or, or maybe we look behind and see a trail of broken relationships. Or we've come to a place in our life where we're wondering, what is my life supposed to be about? And I look at a guy like Joseph, and I realize that we can still be faithful in the midst of a life that gets upended. And somehow, when we can hear this Advent story, hear this Christmas story, hear this fresh news, and realize that God can speak his fresh gospel news right into the middle of my mess. And maybe that is more you today. Maybe you feel like my life is blah, chaos, mess. Or just ho-hum. The good news that Jesus has come, that his restoration work in the world has begun, and that he wants you and I to play a significant role in that, can reinvigorate and change, can deepen your faithfulness and call wherever you are. And my prayer is that that would be the case for you during Advent as well. There's one more group. It's those on the forgotten edge. It could be that people in the older group, younger group, or the messy middle can feel like this. But it strikes me that those who feel unseen, those who feel forgotten, those who are out there in the dark, isolated and unseen, that there's fresh news for you too. Maybe you feel like I am kind of just, well, I don't matter. My life doesn't matter. My problems don't matter. Very few people would even notice if I were to leave. Somehow, those of us who are in the dark, feeling lost, that this fresh news can come to us in a profound way. God is doing something new, and he actually wants you to know and to be part of it, which I think is profound. It's become such a passe story that Jesus show, that uh, the angel showed up to shepherds. But friends, why shepherds? Why those guys? We idealize it in our minds, but these are kind of the last folks on earth that would have been told. And they're told first. Could it be that God wants you, as a person who maybe feels isolated or lost or unnoticed, that he actually wants you to experience a fresh call this Advent? to be part of his fresh news story. He wants you to feel like, I can be part of this. In fact, God wants me to be part of it. My hope and prayer during Advent is that you would hear that within you as well. Because this is what Advent's all about. Wherever you're at, whatever stage you're in, whatever context, whatever confusion, Whatever has happened and is happening, there's fresh news that the God of the universe has come to be with us, with you, in us, and for the world. And Advent, this next season, these weeks forward, are all about helping us be ready for it, be open to receiving it, to hear the call so that we can respond. And so the question I have for us is, how are we going to receive this fresh news during Advent. Will you listen for it? Will you watch for it? 
I'm asking, will you? Will you, will you wait for it and be looking for what God is doing, the new thing he's calling you into as he reveals himself this Advent and this Christmas? The truth is that this news, though it has become ho-hum, it's Christmas, is the most life-altering information to ever have been given, shared, and received. There's nothing else like it to be found, not in any other culture, other time, any other religion, any other philosophy, that the God of all creation became one of his own people through a human baby, not as some weird um, incarnation, reincarnation thing, not, not as some mirage, but as a unique, unrepeatable man born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, doing ministry throughout Judea and Jerusalem and Galilee, becoming the person who split history in half and changing the very course of our creation, of this world, of our destiny. That's not the kind of news you light your morning fire with, is it? In fact, it's the kind of news you kind of pull out and realize, like, wait a minute here. There's something... There's something I can, I can read. Maybe we uncrumple the page a bit and smooth it out again. And maybe we really hear it for the first time. The fresh news that Jesus has come. The news that will do a whole lot more than light up our morning fire. It'll light us up. It'll light the world up. In fact, it'll burn so brightly that we'll see clearly once again, maybe clearly for the first time. Let's be ready to receive the fresh news of Christmas. Let's pray. Jesus, we are grateful that you came. And I pray very specifically that wherever people are at, wherever they find themselves this Advent season, feeling tired, feeling young, feeling confused, feeling ignored, I pray that each one of us, wherever we are at, we would be ready to receive this fresh news of you, Jesus, in a way that, that, that transforms us, that moves us. For your glory, Lord, we pray this, and for the good of the world, may we be open and ready to receive. Amen. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you feel encouraged and challenged. If you know someone who would benefit from what you have heard today, please share this podcast. For more information, or if you have questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Erickson Covenant Church.